Hey, Lee, what is Ford Energy Solutions? That's a great question, and we are going to answer that on today's show. Welcome back to another episode of the Williford Brothers. We are your uh, show hosts, Luke and Lee Williford. We are joined today and honored to have Chris Ward in the studio here in North Carolina. Our first in-studio guest. Thank you guys both for having me. Great to be here and uh, looking forward to chatting. Yeah, it's great to have you. Chris and I have spent the last few days together. It's been a lot of fun. and uh, They were were playing golf. That's what they were doing. We were playing golf, and he is an excellent golfer, so if you uh, can ever get him on your team, I I recommend that. We also had Jim Schultz with us uh, from Midwest Laundry, um, so it was a a good time. Um, But welcome, Chris. Um, We want to just get you on the mic since we had you in town and uh, let you share with people, kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're at now, what you do now, and kind of how you got there. Yeah. Thank you. Well, like I said, thank you guys again. And I was informed uh, when we sat down that I am the first in-studio guest. So thank you for making me the first of many. Um, Yeah, my name is Chris Ward, and uh, uh, I own a company called Forward Energy Solutions. We're an energy consulting firm helping commercial and residential customers kind of navigate their energy expenses. So whether it's small-scale residential or large-scale commercial industrial or you know, obviously we're all uh, tied to the laundromat industry pretty tightly. Um, we really like to get in there and help our customers to kind of navigate that and understand what they're doing. But, uh, you know, my journey uh, started uh, uh, in Indiana. I was born and raised in Indiana. I've been in Texas for be 32 years this summer and um, had quite the journey. on. Does that, does that make you a Southerner now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Southerner? I've been told that I have, uh, that I have uh, uh, a draw now, which I don't think I do. <laughs> But um, you guys might say Maybe differently. Slightly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's he's, not too much Midwest still stuck in there. No, <laughs> he's definitely the kindest Midwestern I've ever met. <laughs> so nice, such a gentleman. Uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, tell us a little bit about maybe prior to uh, starting, because you were. Uh, basically working in corporate America and kind of your drive to get out of corporate America. Now you're an entrepreneur, you own your own business that has its pros and cons. Um, you know, it took a leap of faith. Um, we were meeting just when you were starting that, I think. Um, but share where you were before you took that leap of faith and, and what it was. We've, we've got a lot of entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs out there. Um, so just uh, play back that, that journey kind of where where that all started okay yeah um so yeah so when i came out of college um i played golf at mcneese state university um had an opportunity to become a golf pro or get into corporate america uh stay in lake charles louisiana come back to houston where my family's from and you know what i my i told myself if i go and give it a try i can always come back to golf Hmm. and i had some people tell me that if you get into golf, it's hard to get out of golf. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. And you know how much I love golf. <laughs> and you know how much I love golf. <laughs> so for to take that leap w- was a big leap. But I had a mentor, a uh, family friend, that gave me an opportunity. And so I took that, came back to Houston. I spent 10 years in corporate America. And the one thing I kept remember hearing was, you can't do it that way. Or you can't do it your way. And as an entrepreneur, I think that's one of the coolest things about being an entrepreneur is we get to test out the way we want to do things. Absolutely. And the way that we think it might work better. Because I'm not saying that their way didn't work, 
but I thought that, you know, there were better ways to do things. And every time I took that to my boss or my boss's boss or his boss's boss, it kind of got shot down hmm. or we don't do it that way here at AT&T. And that's who I worked for. It was Southwestern Bell, SBC, AT&T. And so after hearing that enough, I actually ended up getting fired from that job. It was, oh, well. uh, it was the worst thing, but the best thing that happened to me at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mind sharing that because I think people need to hear about what yes. we go through and our Absolute. struggles in yes. life. And, you know, I thought my life was over when that happened. And I took some time to kind of reevaluate where I was going. Um, I went to work for a friend of mine in executive recruiting, which is basically sales and business development. I didn't think I was a sales and business development guy. But my dad and his dad are, and his brother, my dad's brother, were big sales and business development guys. So I knew that I had some people that I could kind of lean on and go to. Um, so I did that for about 10 months. <clears throat> and then I had an opportunity through golf. Surprise, nice. surprise. Um, to get in the retail energy business, which is the business that we're in now. And so I, I went to work for a company and they started me at the bottom. So I loved listening to Akeem's podcast about, you know, where he started. He started in the back room at Victoria's Secrets. Well, I started doing contract admin, account receivable calls, and anything that the, the bosses that I worked for wanted me to do. Yeah. And it taught me the business. Yeah, that's and, and, I, and, and everybody that I uh, gets into this business, I try to teach them the same way. So yeah, I do that good. with my team. Yeah. That's awesome. Were you in Houston during this whole time? Is that where you're located? In Houston. In okay. Houston. So that yeah. was 2010 when I got into the retail energy business, July of 2010. That's awesome. So what got you into the laundry uh, business and what made you take that leap of faith to jump out on your own? And when you did that, um, you know, how was that accepted? And who's kind of your primary customer? There may be some of your customers listening um, because I know you've you've uh, created quite the network in a short amount of time here in the laundry industry. A lot of people know you. And if you don't reach out to Chris, I mean, he wants to look at, uh, at how he can help you uh, save. And he's able to do that a little better in some states due to deregulation um, and some of the government things. Uh, Maybe touch on that a little bit, um, what states you know you can help people in. But even if you're in a state that's not deregulated, he wants to help you. He was telling me about some rebates that I didn't know about um, that I can get, um, which is no incentive to you, but it gets gets me, it's able to help me. um, So maybe talk a little bit about that. Um, for the laundry owner watching or the restaurant owner even because you're not just exclusive to the laundry yeah. business you can now, who, work who you with serve anybody. how you serve them yeah, yeah absolutely well so um the way i got into the laundry industry was my one of my mentors one of the presidents of the company that i worked for had negotiated a deal with the coin laundry association's florida affiliate so mm-hmm. as we all know there used to be affiliates around the State country affiliates. Mm-hmm. Um, that's now been all rolled up into the the main cla but uh, yeah he he signed a deal to be the preferred provider for the florida affiliate and he came into my uh, office at this time i had been getting into doing some sales and business development and let me tell you about my training in sales and business development with with jarrett was his name and I, we still do business together today he brought me in we had about 10 files on his desk and he made a call and he said all right you're up so the next guy i called and he just said just talk to him you know and and tell him he's a current customer and we're trying to do a renewal and we did a couple more and man after that i was off to the races so he came into my office. He said, I want you to go and, and work this account. And so I said, okay. 
And so I started looking and they were having a meeting in Fort Lauderdale, Florida in November of 2010. So five months after I started, wow. went down there, tried nice. to meet as many, you know me, I'm a pretty friendly guy. <laughs> I, like to, I like to talk to people. Sociable. Networking yes. king right here. Yeah. I mean, that's the way you get to know people, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. the way you get to know yeah. about their story and, and, yeah. and where they're from and what they're about and what they do. So yeah, I went down to that meeting and I didn't miss a meeting for until they rolled the affiliates up, which I think was in 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. I went to every Florida meeting because I felt like if I was there, I was there and people could see me and they could shake my hand and it just worked. Yep. And we were just building something really cool. And we built that Florida affiliate up to about 250 participants in the state. Wow, that's great. And, and Florida's a great, that's a good example of a state that's really deregulated for natural gas, but not electricity. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the way it kind of works across the country. You might have one, you know, we call them dual fuel markets, so electricity and natural gas. You might have one that's not a dual fuel market, or you might have one that's not a market at all, or you might have one that's a market for only larger industrial or commercial users. Mm -hmm. So that's the tough part about what I do. But like Luke said, reach out to us. I'm happy to help you guys in anything and just guide you or point you in the right direction of some things. And like we were in some of the uh, the Williford brother laundromats the other day, and I was on the utility websites looking up, how can I save these guys some money? How can I help them? And it's, for me, it's not about making money on every deal we do. I mean, we have to make money because businesses that don't make money yep. don't stay in business, right? Absolutely. But if I feel like if I pay it forward and I'm giving some advice, that's going to come back to me at some point, or mm -hmm. that person's going to tell their friend or somebody in another state where we can help somebody. Yeah. And you guys have been great. Um, uh, just a little bit. I just want to diverge for here for a second. I met the Wilford brothers back in 2018 through a very good mutual friend of ours, Todd, Todd Fenner. Fenner. So Todd, hope yeah. you're watching. Love you, man. Thanks for putting that together. And, and we've been fast friends ever since. And these guys have always been a big proponent of mine and, Vice versa. Vice I love versa. what these guys are doing. They're good, godly men. They're taking care of their families. I've gotten to spend time with them and their families this week, and it's been fantastic. So this is just icing on the cake to be here <laughs> with you guys today. We say it a lot. There are incredible people in our industry yes. uh, all throughout the country. We're just glad to be part of it and know a lot of those folks. No doubt. Um, so a business owner who's watching this, and um, you're talking about energy, and you say something like regulated, deregulated, um, what does that mean for them? How do they how do they find out if they are in a regulated or deregulated energy state? Which of their energy sources are regulated, deregulated, and then what that means and how you can help them? Great question. Great question. I wish I had a canned answer for that question because it's so different from state to state. So let's just talk about North Carolina because we've talked a lot about North Carolina, you, you guys and I, because I would love to be able to save you guys some money on your energy. North Carolina is a state where there's no electric deregulation. There is gas deregulation, but you need to pretty, be a pretty significant commercial user. Now, the way that you find that out, unfortunately, a lot of times I have to go and read these utility tariffs, which are about 250 pages. Mm -hmm. And now I have a team that helped me do that. But in the beginning, that's how I would find out. Or by asking people that I know in my business that you know, are in the business of helping people. So it's a, it's a big research. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can call up to your utility or you can go to the utility website to find that out. Um, but 
through the CLA and having, you know, laundromats all over the 50 states, you know, we don't help people in all 50 states, but I always tell them just to reach out to me um, because asking questions is ultimately the best way to find out at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yep. So which states, if someone's listening and they're in which states, which should states they, do should you they know? contact you? Do you know that you, you know, well, the structure he wants of it all helps the you. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 because this guy will not not take your call <laughs> yeah. and, yes. and, get, and serve you to the best of his ability. I've watched him. He wants to get to know you even more than just how he can help how you in help. laundry, that's, how can, he can help yeah. you in life. Um, but So yeah. that's a great question. You guys are putting me Texas. on the spot. Yeah, I know. Texas I'm, is a dual field market. Um, other dual field markets that I know right off the top of my head, because there's quite a few. There's like 17 dual field markets. So Texas... I'm trying to go around the U.S. here, see how my geography paid off in, in grade <laughs> school. Uh, Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Michigan, Portland. Oh, sorry, not Portland. Oregon. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can we edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, so those are the ones that I can think of right off the top of my That's head. That's That's a dual fuel market. As far as natural gas goes, pretty much every one of the lower 48 has some form of deregulation. So okay, if okay. you're using know. gas in a state and it's not Hawaii or Alaska, you should give me a shout and we'll, let's talk about it. If you're in Hawaii, you can call him and y'all can play golf together. <laughs> there you go. I'll be there. Hey, you I can call Hawaii. me. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but cool. So the deregulated and non-deregulated, what you do basically is help customers lock in rates, correct? Lock in rates, save money against the utility rate, mm -hmm. or like you said, hedge their place in the market. Because mm -hmm. as we know right now, yeah. Yeah, natural gas. The word, hedge. If yeah, someone that's... locked in a rate last year, two years ago, for five years with him, they are going to be loving that they made that decision. No doubt. Uh, of course, it's a risk, but I mean, Utility costs have skyrocketed. Yeah, they Energy have. costs have skyrocketed. So if they did uh, work with you and lock in a rate prior to that, and sometimes there's different links that you can lock in. We talked about, and the longer the better is uh, is from my research is is what I'd say. Do I, I know? I wish we had a locked in rate because they continue to yeah. continue to raise if we could. But because yeah. we're in North Carolina, um, yeah. and we can't do that. But deregulated means that he can actually, uh, you know, basically contractually the, the buy uh, the utilities and lock yeah. in rates. Correct. At least you have the opportunity, mm -hmm. right? I'm yeah. not saying that you should. And, and honestly, a lot of our customers, uh, we've kept them on what's called a monthly index rate. And so every month there's a price that's set based on what natural gas and electricity prices trade at. And then that specific region, and then there's an adder to that, which the adder is going to be the supplier and broker margins, and then the cost of actually transporting that fuel to the utilities, what they call city gate, or to that utilities infrastructure. And then what a lot of people don't understand is that utility still makes money oh, yeah. in a deregulated market, right? Yes. People are like, why would they do that? And trust me they're making their money oh, yeah yeah <laughs> and, and they will make their money um and that's paid by the consumer either through a, a separate bill so some states the consumer still gets two bill copies which mm. they again they don't understand that and they're like why am i getting double billed for my gas and so you know get that question a lot and just we just talk them down and just show them hey this is what you're paying for or 
there's what they call utility consolidated billing where you'll have your utility charges and you'll have your supplier charges on that same bill. So if I could tell, give one great point to my consumers out there is read your bill. Don't just look at the bottom line and how much you owe. Read that bill because sometimes there might be something on there that they shouldn't charge you for, right? Yeah. And and we're all busy. We all have families. We all have businesses, right? Yes, and they're notorious for doing that. Right. <laughs> and so they're just, not going to edit it for me. They're not, <laughs> Hey, I, and, I promise you that is a true statement. Yeah. True statement. And once those costs are on there, they're hard to get off. That's exactly right. That's exactly. And who wants to call the utility company and spend 30 minutes on the line waiting for somebody to come on and then you get that wrong representative and they, you know, accidentally hang up on you or just not very helpful. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. That's great. Great, great stuff on, uh, and we need it because when our power goes out, we had power go out recently or our gas gets cut off. We're out of business. So I think a lot of times we take these utilities for granted, but we cannot operate without them. Yes. Uh, well, you cannot operate a laundry without, uh, uh, gas and, and electric and water and sewer. Yeah. It simply can't happen. Can't happen. Um, you yes. know, we can yep. be as good as we want, but thank the Lord that we We're have these on them. suppliers yes, and these utility companies. Mm-hmm. And I want them to make money because that means they'll stick around. Like yeah. you said earlier, every business has and to invest. be profitable. Yeah, and invest in their uh, own companies. Yeah. Create efficiencies. 100%. 100%. Yeah. We all, like you said, we all got to work together. And there's plenty out there for everybody. Yep. So just just do your be- do the best you can. Right? Yep. What's the easiest way for anybody listening to get in touch with you? Um, I, I'm a phone guy, as Luke said earlier. He's I, I, they were getting on me yesterday because we're walking down the fairway, and I took a phone call like mid round. But I had a boss. His name's Jared Crane, and he told me if it's a number that you don't recognize and it's not a spam call, he said you should answer it. Yeah. And so ever since he told me that, I do it. And, and I did it yesterday, and it turns out it was a customer. Oh, nice. So um, I'm a phone guy, so I like cell phone, but I also do email. I do text. I do LinkedIn. I do Instagram, Facebook, you know, whatever. However you want to contact me, whatever's best for you. And I think that's something I wanted to, to diverge into, too, is that I, I try to find the way that contact people that works best for them. Mm-hmm. Some people like to talk on the phone. Some yeah. people like email. Some people like text message. Some people like LinkedIn messages. Like, I think it's crazy people that have my cell phone and they send me a LinkedIn message. <laughs> I mean, I check LinkedIn a couple times a day, but yeah. I'm like, just text me, you know, yeah, or, they're or call they're me. All, yeah. They're trying to sell you something if they're getting in touch. <laughs> <on LinkedIn. laughs> no. So should they go to your website? What's your website? The, the website is www.the4wardenergy.com. And then nice. my email address is chris.ward at the number four wardenergy.com. This has been great. I hope this has taught you a little bit about uh, utility, energy savings, and about uh, Chris Ward. And he is on our behalf. He's kind of become the ambassador for energy uh, in our industry, and he's worked really hard, tirelessly made sacrifices to do that. He was just given an account, and he took that opportunity, which led to him being here with us, which led to me and Lee uh, having a friend in you and meeting so many different people. So. Yeah, Chris, thank you for being with us here today and sharing a little bit about what you do. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks. for. I really appreciate the opportunity, guys. I want to leave you with one little tidbit. I'm a big quote guy, okay? And I heard on some of your other podcasts the guys talking about quotes and things that were really important to, to me. 
One of my favorite quotes is from a guy named John Taffer. He's the uh, guy on Bar Rescue. And he says, I don't embrace excuses. I embrace solutions. I love it. And that, you know Good. what? You got to, it's not always going to be easy, Amen. right? If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Amen. And so I preach that to my team. And, you know, we're always trying to find a way that we can help people. I don't like saying no. So I love what Akeem said about the, the, the biggest vocabulary or biggest word in his vocabulary was yes. I'm right there with him, man. I think that's a great, great policy to live by. Awesome. Right. That is that is great stuff. Well, at the end of every episode, we like to uh, end with a big high five. So thanks for coming on, man. Yee. Thank like, you, guys. subscribe, follow, share this uh, with your friends, uh, business owners, um, especially chain owners. He can really help you out with your energy uh, solutions. Uh, thank you for tuning in. The Wilford Brothers, we're out. Thanks, Chris.